Did I ha- okay, my cousin uh, taught James Franco. How about that? Well, obviously didn't do good enough of a job. Guy's only got three PhDs. <laughs> well, he had to have a talk with James Franco because he wasn't coming to class. So I would probably overbalance my bias towards them. I would be like, okay, I really don't want to treat this person special because they're a celebrity. So I'm going to be really mean to them. All uh, right. Every class, did everyone do the reading this weekend? No, J- Put your hand down, James. I know you didn't read, James. James Franco, I get it. Your best buddy is Spider Man. You want to web around New York City all night, but you got to buckle down and study up. Do you think he would just do that charming thing where he squints, smiles, and as he gets the crow's feet by his eyes and he says something charming? And, he, and then the, as a teacher, you're just like, ah, oh, James. Jimmy, I can't. I can't get mad at you. Man. Just try to come to class if you can. If not, no problem. Stop squiling at me, Jims. <laughs> I don't need your squiles. Your squiles is no good here. So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that invented the screw pump. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm a cruel, sadistic emperor with a passion for torturing my senators and also wigs, Dylan Bergasa. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. <laughs> it's Ryland. You just found an excuse to say, I came, I came, I came on a podcast. Oh my God, is that what that means? Ryland. Oh my God, Ryland, you're disgusting. <laughs> to quickly pivot away from what Ryland just said with his mouth, what is this episode about? We've been doing themed episodes for a minute now. Well, Lifepile Podcast is the podcast for centurions who don't let bread and circuses come in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week, we give you lifestyle tips fit for ancient Rome and review some of the hottest ancient Roman lifestyles there are to live. This week, we're doing our special focus on ancient Rome, 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 That's the people in the Colosseum. Boomerang. That's right. This week on Lifepile Podcast, it's Greece's little brother, ancient Rome. We do have some very exciting news here at Lifepile. As you all know, we usually offer our lifestyle advice for thousands of dollars now we do have the best lawyers on retainer and we've been fighting with them the three of us have been like hey you know what why don't we start giving out some free lifestyle to the people for free Mm -hmm. and our lawyers have hated the idea Mm. So we've been in a long legal battle with our lawyers. We've had to hire lawyers against our lawyers. Our lawyers hired lawyers against our lawyers' lawyers. It's been a big mess. But just recently, we've had them assassinated, and we are going to start giving out free lifestyling on air. You can call 720-663-8163 or send us an email at lifepileshow at gmail.com. Send us one of the lifestyles you're living in a little snippet and you might make it on air and we'll tell you whether you should keep living that lifestyle or leave it. Here's an example of a lifestyling request made by yours truly. 
hey, I'm living this lifestyle where this guy Ryland is somehow laced into my life and uses every opportunity to torture me inside and out. Uh, should I live this lifestyle or leave it? Okay, thanks. Bye. I love the show. Yeah. Now that phone number is 720-663-8163 or <laughs> lifepileshow at gmail.com. Now- so, Cam... I was listening to a podcast this week. It's called Life Pile. And I realized in the most recent episode, Ryland was talking about the current oldest person on planet Earth. The record holder for oldest person was born on Ryland's birthday. Current oldest person on planet Earth was my birthday. And I didn't notice at all when Ryland said it. So that is so nuts. How can we both have the birthdays of very old people? How is that possible? I don't know, but it does make me nervous for the future of this show. Cause you and I are obviously immortal and that means we can do this podcast <laughs> till whenever, but apparently cam doesn't have any sort of Royal birthday blood. So he's, he's got limited time where you got to start looking for an immortal replacement. Plus, even if I did, around year 78, I'm going to start fist-fighting robots. Right. So, I might be immortal. We're never going to know, because at some point, a robot's <laughs> going to hit me in a blind spot. But also, Cam, when you did sign the contract for LifePile, there was a clause in there that we can upload your personality to an AI. <laughs> so, hope you're cool with that. Who do you think put that clause in there? Oh. I ganked ya. I done ganked ya. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Oh, gosh. It sounds like we're all really excited for Vin Diesel. <laughs> Ryland, you mentioned there's a news piece about our sweet oldest lady on the planet. Did she steal something to get into jail on purpose? What happened there? Well, uh... I've got some sad news for you all, but I've got some good news for the show. Okay. So the sad news is uh, Chio Miyako, the world's oldest living person, she passed away this week. So that's the woman that shared Dylan's birthday. So sorry, Dylan. (laughs) Okay. So this podcast is just going to be Ryland. Yes. But the good news is we were the last podcast to ever talk about Chio Miyako before she died. Exclusive world, world, world exclusive. (laughs) Okay. So Ryland, did you put an old lady on our show just to kill her? (laughs) No. This is all part of your plan, wasn't it? Well, like, I keep thinking, how crazy is this? That we did record a show about her the week she died, but then also she was 117 years old. Like, (laughs) so how crazy is it? (laughs) No coincidence. Ryland knew she was an avid fan of the show, and he thought, hey, if I mention her on the show, it'll give her poor old heart a heart attack, and it's free advertising for Ryland's (laughs) nipple time. Oh, God. No, it was actually, I did have some dark reasons for putting her on the show. She made a make a wish wish, and it was to be on LifePile. And, and so that's my dark reason. Sorry, They guys. do make a wish foundations for the extremely old. It's just like anybody who knows that they're going to die soon. Well, well, once you get that old, it's like, please, I feel like if this happens, then I'll finally die. So please let it happen. And so we gave her that uh, final key to her eternal rest. Oh, we sure did. Uh, rest in peace, Chio Miyako. You were great. <sighs> and I'm sorry if I say your name wrong. <laughs> I should have saved my 
Roman Greek old spider lifestyle tip for this episode. If only I'd known. You got a Greek. Wait, did oh, we do yeah. a Greek spider? Yeah, yeah Arachne. Arachne. Oh, doy, 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 God, doy, Dylan, doy, sometimes doy, it's doy, like doy, you don't doy, care doy. about Spider Pride Month at all. I was excited. I thought we would be done with Spider Pride. Wait, this is releasing in August, so I think Spider Pride is done. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh it's not God. over yet, baby. What? <laughs> Spider Pride, Spider Pride. You extended Spider Pride? I'm not extending it. Oh, you're going off of recording dates, not Ooh. release dates. Yeah, Ooh. plus this drops August 1st, okay, so. Yeah, exactly. So Spider Pride is done. Uh, Spider Pride lives on forever in the hearts of everyone. Well. Why don't, do you, one of y'all want to take the first lifestyle tip? No, because now I need you to get this spider bullshit out of my life forever <laughs> as soon as possible. All right, y'all. We've all been enjoying the hell out of Spider Pride Month. Dylan's learned to love spiders. Rylan grew six extra eyes just to get into the spirit. We've all been partying hard, going to the Spider Pride parades, getting drunk in spider bars. And it's time to recoup, rejuvenate, and refresh. So this week's Spider Pride tip, the very last Spider Pride tip of Spider Pride Month this year is enjoy a smoothie. Mm, <sighs> no. That's right. No. Enjoy a smoothie, okay? Because not only are smoothies full of vitamins, sweet victuals that you need to stay alive, they also involve taking your food, putting it in a husk, emulsifying it, and then sucking it through a straw. Just the same way most every spider drinks all their food. By dissolving the contents of their prey and then sucking it up. So, Dylan, I know you love spiders and smoothies. So are you excited about this lifestyle tip? Uh, no, I, I used to, as a kid, think that being a cashier slash smoothie artist at Jamba Juice was my most <laughs> ideal job. But I have a feeling that is not the direction <laughs> you were taking this. I mean, if you think about it, every spider is a smoothie artist at Jamba. No, and I you, don't if you really think, think that, about it. But I feel like you're going to tell me why I should. <laughs> oh, I love seeing them in their little visors. <laughs> <laughs> Asking if you want protein powder. <laughs> protein powder on that oh my god i should open up mall kiosks across the country where the uniform has six extra arms three extra arms eight extra arms <laughs> and the visor has a bunch of little googly eyes on it oh. and instead of a blender they take all the fruit and they wrap it up in silk and then oh. throw it in a juicer and then you stab your straw <laughs> through the silk. Do you think that a human has ever been drunk? No, not once ever. I don't think humans drink at all. No, like they have a liquefied a person and then another person drank that person. Uh, I feel like it has to have happened, but when? It, it must oh have happened. God. This is what spider pride is about. <laughs> this is spider culture. But I guess like if, if you are liquefying a person, it must be using materials that are unsafe to drink yourself, right? Um, you yeah. could just douse them in stomach acid and drink that up. Can oh, we drink stomach ew. acid? Yeah, why would you drink? Who drinks stomach acid? Get out of here. Get out of here. Kim, do you have any details on how spiders make their own smoothies? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, wrap them up in silk, <laughs> inject them with stomach acid. <gasps> they essentially digest their prey externally. Wow. And then... <laughs> 
Huh. Wouldn't that be cool if we just did that? It would save me some stomach gurgles, right? Yeah. yeah. You ever been like at the library studying for a midterm or on public transportation or on a date and your body's busy trying to perform digestive processes <laughs> and it just makes like a... <laughs> and you're like, excuse me. Every fucking day, Dylan. That is my life. I have a soda factory inside of me oh, no. and they keep all the bottle tops keep popping off and they're like oh get that soda back in there oh god what's your what's your approach are you the type of person who's like oh oh no oh gosh oh, oh sorry or are you the person who like fully pretends like it never happened oh no i'm very like oh my god and he, and then sometimes it backfires because they didn't hear it and so i'm like i'm so sorry and they're like what and i'm like uh nothing oh, nothing <laughs> And I really don't like people that embrace their body. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's a lifestyle signed off by Ryland. I was, I was at the liquor store the other day, and I walk up to this couple, and this guy just rips a huge fart, like, right next to me. And I could hear it. His wife could hear it. She's like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. And he's like, what? And I'm just like, Ugh, what is wrong with you? Don't love yourself like oh that. Oh, my God. Wait. OK, that's not self-love. Maybe it is. How is that treating your body like a temple, Ryland? That it kind of is. It's just like what my body temple wants to let out the gas. I love it. No, you should always be ashamed about that. I am upset to say that I do agree with Ryland now. Ryland, define temple. What do you think the word temple means? Okay, temple is like a, a sack of flesh, and it, <laughs> it has bones and stuff, and then there's gas that comes out sometimes. So treat your body like that temple. Okay. I think I just figured out why Ryland's never got religious. How literally do you treat this body as a temple thing? You, you're letting in a group of people every Sunday? <laughs> into your temple yeah dog that's what it's all about get exercise eat right get fucked that's what it's oh my all gosh. about cam is cramming in a whole congregation every sunday morning baby. Mm-hmm. and i say god 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 is that the name of this episode vinny 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 you guys, I've got a tip for you. The three of us obviously are very accomplished charioteers. Okay, gladiating wasn't quite our bag. But nonetheless, charioteering is tiring stuff. You got to stand on the chariot part. You got to mm-hmm. uh, shout at the ponies or whatever they do. And so my friends, Pliny the Elder and Nero and I all got together. And we came up with an energy drink for charioteers that I want everyone at home to to give a good old try. I uh, couldn't recommend it enough. It tastes so good. So all you do is you take some vinegar and you mix it with powdered goat dung and boom, there you go. You got an energy drink. There you go. You're welcome. That's my tip. Okay. All right. Okay. This is good. So this is disgusting. <laughs> what? This was, was this a real drink? This was a real drink. It was considered an energy drink. Nero himself wasn't like a uh, frequent charioteer, but he thought it tasted so good that he just drank it for fun, kind of in the way that people drink monster energy drinks just because they like the taste and uh, Halo. So a lot <laughs> of people don't realize that the ancient Romans actually invented fast food and had the first stalls, you know, you'd come up to and you'd drop a couple coins and they'd serve you a meal hot and fresh. Yeah. 
And uh, I think me and Dylan are going to hop in the time machine, go back there, open up our own stall. What's this? Oh, this is just a little energy packet, a little energy juice box. We cast silk around some goat dung. We wrap it up into a nice little sun-kissed packet. Then we stab it with a straw, fill it up with vinegar, give it a little shake, get it all liquidy, and then you suck up all the energy out of this little smoothie packet you're welcome ain't you oh, no wonder you took over all of eurasia no wonder well i guess i can't pretend like my thing was um good sounding so all right yeah Cam, we'll we'll start up spidey smoothies <laughs> smoothies if you will smoothie <laughs> yes. smoothies to go well what is taurine i've heard taurine is like from bull testicles or something <gasps> so are we really that different that would make sense the name that's actually from d's nuts <laughs> All you know right. how they get it? No. You gotta suck ah. on these nuts. Ryland, you got a tip for uh. us? Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Hey, well, uh, let's keep that time machine around, okay? And uh, in case we ever go into it and we go back into when we were in high school, let's be careful who we're mean to in high school, because you never know who they're gonna grow up to be, all right? <laughs> like, I know you're going to high school, you see these furries, you want to make fun of them because they're looking like wolves and they're like in the hallway. You had people in fursuits at your high school? Hey, come on. We had a very open and accepting high school. You got a problem? I just, high schools usually have dress codes. That kind of blows my mind, but go ahead. Well, I mean, we had the tails, which, you know... I I don't think they were always butt plugs. Let me just get that out. There. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not a furry myself, but I want to dispel what I think is a myth, in that everybody <laughs> thinks that a tail means you have a butt plug in your butt. I don't believe that's true. Ryland, I think you're the only person confused enough about where the butt is to think that a tail coming out of your belt loop is connected to your asshole. Here's a little behind the scenes uh, life file for you. Cam's referring to a conversation the three of us had in which Ryland told Cam and I that the butthole comes straight out of your lower back like horizontal it comes out straight I okay let's okay anyways right. anyways but you know you want to know why because uh, those wolf people, those furries that you want to make fun of because they're always down on their fours and <laughs> chewing on their textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really hard not to make fun of them when they're like that. Um, but um, they might grow up to found Rome someday. And then what? you'll be sorry. Just you? like Romulus and Remus did, <sighs> huh? Yeah, see, freaks turned to cool. <laughs> Ryland is trying to be like, do not make fun of these freaky fucking freaks. I am I'm piecing together what happened here, and I think Ryland was raised by wolves and went to a wolf high school. And one day he grabbed one of the wolves by the tail and went, wait a second, this isn't going into your asshole. This is right above your asshole. Title card, Teen Wolf, colon, the Ryland story. Ryland, who are Romulus and Remus? Those names are familiar, but I don't know them. All right. So they were these little kids who were raised by a pack of wolves and they turned out to be the founders of Rome. They were like, hey, let's make a city here. Oh. And they did it. I feel like in 
grade school, high school, middle school, elementary school, we're all taught kind of like the basics of how all political systems work. And then as you grow up, you just figure more and more that they will let anyone run for public office, <laughs> even people who are raised by literal animals. <laughs> That's crazy. Do they speak wolf? Oh, they speak wolf. Don't you worry about it. There's this. Have you seen that statue of them sucking on the wolf teat? No, I have not. What are you talking about? Oh, pull it up, diggity dog. It's a pretty famous statue. I bet you've seen it before. Life pile heads, I assume you guys all have your (laughs) iPads at the ready at this point. So just go ahead and get ready to Google the first visual asset for this episode. (laughs) Okay, I am now looking at... This statue it is a dog with two baby <laughs> human boys suckling at the teats. And I love that they got their hands out. Like, is it raining or am I drinking <laughs> some of the best milk I ever had? And these are not what I have come to expect from dogs. These are some pendulous dog teats that I would say are engorged and then some you better come to specton i don't know if you look at many dog teats but they get pendulous so is this in like a venetian airport is this in a mall in detroit this is my bedroom (laughs) cam's bedroom why do you think the ladies love me so much they come to my house and say hey do you want to see my romulus and remus statue they're like oh yeah i'm not sure where it is but i've definitely seen this many times before (laughs) that is disheartening and it makes me wonder what kind of websites you've been visiting (laughs) (laughs) and be careful who you bully in high school you guys i got a lifestyle would you mind if i jumped in with it oh jump in the pool's wide open (laughs) it is actually uh that that, i'm gonna stop trying to bridge every (laughs) sentence to the next segway 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 (laughs) (laughs) you guys Romans often get lauded for many of their contributions to our modern Western conception of, quote, civilization. Not the least of these contributions are the famous Roman aqueducts. So in very simple terms, the aqueducts were the Romans way of taking water from a natural source and moving it to an urban center using a system of tunnels that sometimes look like big fancy stone bridges. I really condensed it there, but that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. Since then, everyone's been screeching about how ancient Rome invented plumbing and they're the queens of engineering and science and blah, 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 blah. And while I agree that having running water for your citizens is cool, the Roman plumbing system was not perfect. Far from it. So here's what's going to happen, boys. I'm going to learn you some knowledge about Roman plumbing. Then I'm going to ask you to live it or leave it. You may have heard of that before. Now, live it means you, as a Roman citizen, will live using the ancient plumbing system as it was laid out in ancient Rome. And a leave it means that as a Roman citizen, you will use the nearby natural fresh water source, the River Tiber, as a means of meeting all your water-based needs. Sound good? Yes. Hell yeah. Cool. Plumbing feature. Number one, fountains, fountains, fountains. You guys, Rome (laughs) to this day is often described as the city of fountains. Mm -hmm. So they use these super sexy aqueducts. We all love to create an early form of water pressure for their city. Water was sourced from these higher elevation mountain rivers and lakes, and then gravity would carry them down to the city 
And if you're an average citizen, you could go to one of these public water fountains they had all over the place, fill up your bucket for free, use it for whatevs. If you're a rich Roman, you probably have a personal fountain in your front atrium, your courtyard. It's flowing into a basin. You can just scoop out whatever you want, use it for whatever you want. And if you're an infinitely rich person, like Emperor Hadrian, your villa in Tivoli has a royal dining room table for when you're entertaining. The table comes with these marble chairs. And when your guests sit at your table in their marble chairs, the weight of your guests triggers a mechanism in the seat that causes a giant fountain in the center of your big ass table to fill up a giant basin with water. And then your servants begin to bring out the courses of your meal, which are served on special floating serving plates that are designed to look like boats. Oh my God. Wow. That is so cool. So just checking in. We like it so far. We're going to live plumbing. Loving it. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. All right. Just checking. And uh, I do want to jump in with one of my favorite facts, which is that because having running water was such a status symbol, some people were known to steal water in the same way you would steal cable. Oh, my God. You would just climb up the aqueduct and insert a little side channel running to your house. And then it'd be like, yo, Romulus, I didn't know you could afford water. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, things have been really going good for me at the slave auctions. I got running water now. What's up, y'all? And then he gets down on all fours and starts laughing. Do you guys think that there was like a a water cable repair guy who would come by and he'd always be late and he'd like cut a hole in your (laughs) like stove on accident and be like, yeah, sorry. I just, uh, we got to charge you $80 a month. now. You want four gigabytes of water? Like, no. (laughs) Society really has not changed at all in several thousand years. I'll be there between 9 a.m. and 5 (laughs) p.m. All right, you guys, I got Plumbing feature number two for you. Bathhouses. Yes. Live it. Yes. The Greeks, I will say, came up with bathing before the Romans. They would use these small little basins and hot springs to do some minimal cleansing. Now, when the Romans got those huge, hot, heavy aqueducts that we all love, (laughs) they realized they're going to have to make water the biggest fucking deal of all time so that people would take them seriously. So if you live in a Western society, how do you make something cooler? You make it bigger, right? Right. So Romans took the modest personal bathing basins of the Greeks and built these huge bathing, wellness, sauna, spa day, gymnasium, emporiums called thermae. But we're just going to call them bathhouses because it's easier. So the Roman bathhouses were divided into men's and women's. And each of them had this progression of themed chambers as you went through. So first, you go in the apoditerium. This is where you take off all your clothes, give them to a coat check person. Boom. Second room called the frigidarium. And this is a room with a big tank of chilly water for you to jump in and like shock your body into being more alive or something. I don't know. Who cares? It's a big tank of water. And we got tons of this stuff. So third, you got the tepidarium. This is a warm, toasty room. It's kind of mild temperature. They'd cook a bunch of air using fire and then circulate it around the walls and under the floor. Give you a little mild sauna situation. Mm. Lastly, 
You got the caldarium, and you guessed it, it's the hottest room in the whole place. They got a big, beautiful, Mm -hmm. juicy hot tub with a furnace directly under the floor. But before you jump in there, a person rubs oil all over your naked body, and then when you get out, they take this bronze tool and scrape it all off of you, and then send you back through the rooms you just went through in reverse order. And that's your luxurious spa day. Wow. So... Just checking in. We still like it so far? We like plumbing? Oh, hell yeah. Sounds glorious. Sounds glorious. Have you guys ever been to a spa? I still haven't been to a spa before. I've been to my own. What? Uh, don't act like you don't know about my own personal spa. Come on. I, I don't know and apparently need to know about your personal spa. How many times do I have to talk about my family reunion where we set up a sauna and we get in there and we're all naked and I have to crawl in behind my great uncle and his balls are in my face nope, and then Ryan, I have you to need get to out. give the people more information than that. You cannot tell half of this story. <laughs> That's the whole story. No, God. no, because we are still going to get arrested if you leave it like that. So you go ahead and give the people. I mean, not that the full story is better. Yeah, we're not going to get arrested. His great uncle is. Is that it? Is that where we're going to? leave all the information my family is very into like spiritual stuff and so they like to do sweat lodges but really it's just like a a big tent that's low to the ground and we just fill it with hot steamy steam and then but it's so low to the ground that you have to crawl to get in there and we do it as a family and and it's like hey get naked if you want to or if you don't want to don't get naked and that's what if you want to means (laughs) and uh i was like okay i'm not gonna get naked but i did crawl behind my great uncle who was buck ass naked and and uh his big old balls were right in my face and if you got a problem with it come fight me (laughs) i'd fight you but i don't want to touch those balls right in front of your face (laughs) oh my god okay you guys i've got one final piece of roman plumbing for you the water closets the loos the latrines the toilettes Ancient Romans did indeed have these impressive urban plumbing systems supplied by just the most sturdy, majestic, girthy (laughs) aqueducts. And a part of that system was the toilets that could be either public restrooms or people's individual homes. So the toilets in folks' homes were not connected to any sort of sewer system. That's right, you guys. If you were using a bathroom in your own home, it was essentially like using a bucket that you set on the ground because it didn't send human waste anywhere. It just sat there. Now, there was a story about a wealthy Iberian merchant who decided he did want to have that sewage system going up in his home. And so he had a bunch of money shelled it out to a construction company so he could get connected to the sewer. And as the story goes, every night... A giant octopus swam up the sewer outlet from the sea and climbed out of his toilet to eat all of the pickled (gasps) fish out of his well-stocked pantry. Whoa. So... That would happen, I guess, if you uh, had a toilet that was connected to a sewer system. And your toilet in a regular person's home, now not in an Iberian merchant's home, regular typical toilets would be in your kitchen. Now, that is not a room connected to your kitchen, mind you. That is a toilet right next to the pot of soup that you're cooking. Just an (laughs) open face sandwich toilet right next to your open face sandwich that you're trying to make. Now, public toilets were different in that they were connected to a sewer system. And you guys, it deeply pains me to announce. And I am not fucking making this up. The sewage system in ancient Rome had a name and it was called 
the cloaca maxima. Oh! <gasps> Can you fucking believe? Literally translated, what? it means the greatest sewer. I hate that this podcast's lore, our most impactful running joke, is about this fucking duck butthole. And it visited us in the ancient Rome episode. Vini, 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 cloaca. Cloaca just means like you put everything in there, right? And that makes sense. You know, it's a butthole, so, it's a well, pee pee, well, and it's okay. a. Earth eggs out uh, of there. So uh, the public <laughs> toilets, they were public toilets. By this, I mean that they were large, dank, dark, dirty rooms where folks of all genders would sit next to each other on these stone benches with holes carved in them with no dividers between one another. They were all arranged along the walls of a rectangular room so everyone could look at each other. <laughs> so the Romans did not have paper at this moment in time, which means... They did not have toilet paper, but they use something. They're not animals. You guys, this is ancient Rome is one of the most sophisticated civilizations on the planet. So they use this sponge on a stick. Seems reasonable. <laughs> now the sponge was stored in a bucket of water that oh, was never cleaned out. No, stop. And there was also only one brush that everyone shared and used over and over again. <laughs> so these toilets were connected to the cloaca maxima. Like I said, the cloaca maxima was not designed for sanitation and was only really designed as a means of transporting excess water to the Tiber River that they were now not using as a water source. So anything that wasn't liquid was pretty much just sitting right below the public toilets forever. This fuck? was such a problem that archaeologists were exploring the Cloaca Maxima under the city Herculaneum, and they found that the tunnels were filled with an ancient deposit of hardened sludge measuring one and a half meters deep. Mm. So, because this massive piling up of sewage underneath the toilets, day in, day out, all day, every day, all the time, forever, was this extreme buildup of hydrogen sulfide and methane. So, it is a well-documented fact. Everyday Romans became scared of using the public toilets because they were known <laughs> as occasionally having flames explode out of them caused by the pressurized gas underneath. <laughs> It was also all too common for the rats who lived in the Cloaca Maxima to jump up and bite the butts of public restroom goers. No. no. Yes. And understandably, ancient Romans were pretty certain toilets were a direct portal to hell and thought every toilet interaction was like walking up to the gates of hell. So we find all kinds of prayers and protection poems carved <laughs> into the walls of public bathrooms in ancient Rome. And what's more, Romans would make elaborate mosaics in public bathrooms depicting the goddess Fortuna as a guardian angel of good fortune and the goddess Cloacina. Cloacina. Patron goddess of toilets, as in Cloaca. I really wish I was making this all up, but there was a Cloaca goddess named oh Cloacina. Oh my god. I would worship this god. <laughs> yeah, the patron <laughs> goddess of this show. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Live it or leave it. 
Live it means as a Roman citizen, you will abide by this plumbing system. Leave it means that you're going to go use the freshwater river Tiber for all your water related <laughs> needs. Freshwater river that has all the runoff from these no, toilets? No, 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 no. Because in this, in this example, I'm saying you have the almighty power to undo plumbing ever existing. Is that's That'll be my amendment. But if I use my time machine to undo this plumbing... Has Rome ever managed to support enough people for it to become the great city it is? I don't I don't think it does. I think you got to take the good with the bad. And there you have the facts of life. A rat's going to bite you on the butt while you take a shit. Live it. Oh, that's uh, deeply upsetting to hear. Ryland, <laughs> what's your what's your hot take on on this plumbing? Well, let, let me be clear. Number one, fountains got to live it. Number two, spas gotta live it number three toilets that i can go on an adventure on and i'd never know if there's gonna be a dragon down there shooting its fire up into my bunghole and Mm -hmm. then when it does burn my butt after i've pooped down there do i have to wipe no i just take the sponge and i crack off what was melted onto my butt and everything's good the only part is the rats that I really don't what? like. What? That's the only part that you have yes. a problem with? <laughs> yeah, because I have a fear whenever I'm using like an outhouse or anywhere <laughs> that has some, I don't know, just there's a possibility of creatures being in the toilet that scares the hell out of me. And it doesn't have to be a rat. It can just be a tiny little bug going up to my butt. I am so afraid of that. That's one of my my fears. I, <laughs> so if every Everything else sounds great, but the rats, I'm sorry, they, they're going to make me leave it. Oh now, my gosh. Ryland, you do realize that if you leave it on these public toilets, then there's no chance of having ancient Roman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, if you get rid of those rats in that toilet, who's going to teach those turtles how to fight like ninja? Mm, yeah, you know what? I think we're better without. There we go. The toilets were too important for Ryland. Now, Dylan, this is very interesting for me because Mm -hmm. when you kind of set this up, I'm a gotcha journalist. I felt a gotcha coming and you foretold us of a gotcha. And I did not think the gotcha was going to be flaming hell rats biting you in the ass when you don't (laughs) expect it. Right. It's a little surprising. Yeah, right. Well, I thought your gotcha was going to be was that, as we all know, the word plumbing actually comes to us from the Roman and possibly Greek plumbum. And plumbum is the source word for plumbing. And if you look up PB on the old periodical table of elements, you'll find all the atomic numbers and all the uh, sweet information you need on everybody's favorite plumbing material and uh, material used in a lot of these aqueducts and plumbing in ancient Rome, known by its more popular name, lead. Yep. So a whole bunch of this was also full of lead and therefore lead runoff going up into your brain, making everybody crazy. Uh And I got to say, live it. Love it. Every day. Ancient Rome. Yeah, it it was, like I said, not a perfect system. I feel real bad for these Romans who were just trying to get a single leg up on just one thing that the Greeks did. But uh, they just made a bunch of fire breathing rat traps and uh, lead poisoned everyone to bejesus. But boy, did it look good. Have you ever seen those aqueducts, you guys? They're architecturally 
gorgeous. I've, I've heard they're big and girthy, so I want to look. They're big, girthy, and every historian is so horny for them. I really don't get it. It's like they didn't do any follow up besides, ooh, pretty bridge. I mean, honestly, it just sounds like modern civilization because all of us are afraid and pray to God every time we go to a public restroom. So I really don't see the difference. Oh. And we're also being poisoned by our water. So, like, it's just the same it hasn't changed at all that's true and my grandmother lived in a house where rats would climb up the sewer lines and come out her toilet yeah i mean that could happen in your house today dylan oh my god do you guys think that the octopus thing happens today yes absolutely without a doubt seriously (laughs) yeah i mean there's even stories of octopi at aquarium sneaking out of their cage during the night and going to other exhibits and eating the fish in there and then going back and then hiding in the public toilet for the yeah, aquarium the cleaner the next morning. Jump onto your butt and they bite you with their Ugh. scary beaks. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. A beak, no, Ryland, no. a beak on your little booty hole. Oh, God. I would be able, I'd be like, which one's which? Is the beak my butthole or is my butthole the beak? Okay, what? what's so going similar. on with your fucking butthole, Ryland? <laughs> what is happening? It comes straight out of your beak? back and it has a beak? <laughs> <laughs> okay, clearly you haven't looked at enough octopus mouth. Uh, I mean, that story of the octopus coming up out of the toilet is terrifying because each one of those suction cups has 30 pounds of lifting power and their arms are very strong and their beaks are very small and sharp and powerful and like if an octopus wants to it can overpower a full-grown man they don't fucks around and imagine the like you go on a first date and he's like, Hey, you want to come back to my place? Oh and you're God. like, hell yeah. And then, and then you're there and you're like, shit, I need to go to the bathroom. And so you're already embarrassed, but then you go in the bathroom and you do your stuff. And then an octopus comes out and he's like, what the fuck did you shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing would that be? Oh geez. No, that happens every night. No, you don't understand. <laughs> now I am a person with a specific taste cam that is, is usually of the luxurious variety. When you look at me, you're usually getting opulence, you're getting glamour, you're getting luxury. And so when I talk about Emperor Hadrian's boat table that was also a fountain, that shit right up my fucking alley. But ultimately, I'm going to side with Ryland on this. It is not worth it to have myself get ass blasted every time I try to do a dumpy and put. And also, I still have a very fragile bathroom manner and i'm not progressive enough to say yeah let's go use a public restroom where i'm sitting directly next to someone with no dividers who's also using the restroom so it's a gigantic leave it from me yeah well back then weren't weren't they all just fucking each other all the time anyway so i don't know how that would make me want to poop next to someone more all right well i guess we have different types of intimate relationships then. <laughs> so speaking of fucking like crazy as much as you can the ancient romans figured out western culture so that we wouldn't have to do it which of course means they also figured out contraceptives that's right the ancient romans had birth control now i want to focus on one specific type but i wanted to give you guys a list of the different kinds of birth control methods that they had back then but then i thought rather than actually researching it i just make up a list off the top of my head so uh (laughs) squatting and sneezing that's a birth control 
alligator poop that you shove up your how do you do there's a form of birth control staring into the eyes of a gladiator that's a form of birth control if you have a problem with me making up ancient history don't forget 720-663-8163 or lifepileshow at gmail.com but by far the most popular and the most successful birth control is a little plant from the fennel family called sylphium so y'all are familiar with the heart shape you see on valentine's and on your phone emoticons right yeah my favorite shape now have you ever pondered to yourself how come the heart shape you see in icons looks absolutely nothing like the actual shape of a human heart which looks more like something you would find in a dumpster behind a football factory (laughs) oh that's such a good comparison isn't it yeah that's good (laughs) so what's the freaking deal well let me tell you There are many historians who believe that that iconic heart shape comes not from the lumpy, humpy bit of flesh in our chests, but from depictions of the seed of the sylphium plant. Now, the sylphium plant was from the fennel family and was native to a little crescent shape right on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea in what was then Chrysia, if I'm pronouncing that anywhere near correctly, in what is modern-day Libya. Now, this Mm. plant was used for seasoning, but was extremely famous for its medicinal uses. Number one being that ladies could drink the juice of the berries once a month as an extremely effective birth control. That's right. They had oral birth control back in ancient Rome. Cool. Wow. Right? So this was the main export of Chrysia to the point that most of the coinage depicted either the plant sylphium or that little heart shape that we all know and love today. And it was so unanimous with romantic love and lust that that heart shape of the seed came to mean romance in society and still exists today to the point where none of us know why the hell we have this weird freaky intersecting ovals as the reason well guess what y'all ancient rome fuck around says why so i want to ask you guys birth control live it or leave it oh i want birth control absolutely for everyone all the time and i want it to be in this easily orally taken blended juice that i could put in my energy smoothie yeah you (laughs) suck this juice through a silken pouch (laughs) at spidey's smoothie stand the ancient predecessor to the capri sun we got this time machine we could invent it all right so the name of that coastal area chrysia is it a chrysia sun capri sun Chrysia sun? <laughs> yeah, dog. I'd buy it. Just like a, a fruity, energizing goat dung birth control beverage. You'll have the energy to make some mistakes, but the contraceptives to keep those mistakes from coming to fruit. I would like a 64 ounce glass now, please. Uh, they only come <laughs> in silk packets. Sorry, sir. Oh. Yeah, what is the... What's the downside to this birth control? I'm not seeing any downside. Same. Here's the downside. There is no downside. And that is the downside because it's going to be so popular and important that when the Roman governors take over the area, we will farm it into extinction, tilling it and resoiling it until the soil is no longer rich enough for the plant to take root and it will ultimately die out. Now, Cam, I 
Do you like that we have a ladies' choice birth control smoothie? I thought when you said birth control that we were maybe going to be talking about sheep bladders and things that men would have to use for things. Did that exist in Rome, or am I thinking of a different ancient civilization? Yeah, I went through a list of made-up ones that are kind of truth-adjacent. Sheep condoms did come into existence just because guys were fucking sheep so much, and then someone was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm... This is research. I think um, there's some part of... Parts of the sheep that I... I'm not fucking the sheep itself. But I, I'm trying to reuse sheep parts to... Uh, this is all above board. Oh, boy. Yikes. I, I want to I see if me having sex with this sheep will prevent this woman from getting pregnant. Uh, let me see. I keep fucking the sheep, and this lady's not pregnant. Now, if I could only find out what part of the sheep is keeping her from getting pregnant. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to live birth control for both genders. I think it's a great frame element to be able to have sex with somebody without having to start a family if i had to stick alligator poop into my urethra maybe i'd reconsider Uh, (laughs) yeah cam i don't was that i feel like i've heard that one before cam maybe you heard me make it up before we do have a time machine here's also (laughs) one of the problems with having this time machine you guys i'm really nervous that we're gonna go after this show back in our time machine to start our smoothie stand and we're gonna get super rich in ancient roman times and then what if we fuck so much that were the reason Sylphium gets over farmed. I think we might have done this, you guys, and I am <sighs> embarrassed. The- this sounds incredibly on brand for life <laughs> to accidentally end the Roman Oops. Empire. Our bad. Our bad. Our I bad. Can't, when have humans ever worried more about the environment than their own carnal pleasures? You know, like it's gonna happen. That's so true. You know, <laughs> we gonna fuck life pile gone fuck. That's the way it is. <laughs> Cam, I I did Google crocodile dung contraception and it is a thing so don't act like you made it up tough luck tough luck documents dating back to 1850 bc refer to the method of contraception of using crocodile dung <laughs> Why do you hate this so much? i made it up and i went back in time and i made it up there too okay you're i hate it because i've heard it before because i heard it me saying it 20 minutes from now in my personal timeline but thousands of when did you say 800 BC and the 1850 in the world timeline guess funny because as listening to you I was setting the time control <laughs> on the time machine so we are we are getting a little liberal with this tech that they made for us in the basement of Lifepile headquarters <laughs> and I think we should roll on over to Ryland's segment before we cause any more problem cam wait cam did you uh did you live or leave oh i live birth control because it's gonna get caligula up in ancient roman times (laughs) whoa 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 (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) cam because that is my segment right there really (laughs) yay it really is but before i move on to it i definitely want to say using crocodile dung as lubricant live it live it (laughs) 
All right. The Roman times, what were they known for? They were known for being those crazy emperors, you know what I'm talking about? And we've all heard of Caligula, but how much do we know about Caligula? Maybe a lot of people are out there saying a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, well, I didn't know a lot, so I'm going to tell you everything you already knew. Yeah. So Caligula... He was known as one of the wildest, wackiest emperors of the Roman Empire, and I want us to see whether we would live or leave Caligula's lifestyle, okay? Let me just get it started here and tell you, historians bicker back and forth about what was true about Caligula. Some historians say, well, whatever was written about him was written multiple decades after he died, and... Oftentimes, biographers would write these biographies that would try to appease the current emperor. Uh, so they, they would kind of slander previous emperors and make them look bad in order to make the current emperor look good. And it was also a, a way to sort of shift focus on the problems of the empire. Say, hey, the empire itself isn't bad. It was that old emperor. He was crazy. We didn't do anything wrong. This, this system totally works. Don't worry about it. Just like plumbing it seems to have not changed at all, this seems to also be extremely topical. <laughs> yes, definitely. And hearing some of this stuff about Caligula is like, whoa, 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 what are we talk about here? <laughs> so Caligula, he was born as Gaius Julius Caesar Germanicus. And he only got to be known as Caligula. That was his nickname. And he got it when his parents would dress him in miniature uniforms that he would wear around soldiers. And so they would call him Little Boot, which translates into Caligula. What? So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's just wearing like a hot cropped, like Jessica Simpson version of all the soldiers' uniforms. <laughs> That's how I'm imagining it too. Yes. Like short. Short shorts and the the shirt is just right below his nipples too. Okay, crop top emperor is already sounding like a livid, but I will hear you out. Okay, uh, but there's a lot of crazy stuff. So he did get sick very early on in his emperorship, and some people say that after that he wasn't quite the same. Other people say no, he was just a weirdo, and his illness had nothing to do with it. But. Here's some of the crazy stuff that he did, okay? So he would uh, talk to the moon, talk to Jupiter as if they were his friends. Aww. Okay, I already said that there are different variations, so whatever. I'm just going with the most fun variation of it, okay? So fuck all you guys with writing in corrections. I already know about it, okay? But he did <laughs> say he made his horse a senator. What? And then he built it a stable out of marble, like the fanciest stable you could imagine. And then he would invite people to have dinner with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a wild and crazy guy. I think I could get behind it. Plus, what a motherfucking yeah. power move to be like, oh, what, you've got suggestions for the city? You think we could do a civics project? Oh, that's very interesting. Why don't you tell that to the horse? And then the horse will tell me the important details. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. That's so good. <laughs> Did the horsey have, like, a good, like, horsey senator name? He's, he's like, Senator Clip Clompy would like to take the floor. Let me let me see. Senator Clippity Clappitus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not seeing a name here. I wish I knew the name. Maybe it was just like Eric or something. <laughs> I googled Caligula's horse, and that's a progressive metal band. So oh. <laughs> you can listen to Caligula's horse on Spotify, <laughs> well, right? Now. You're just gonna give them bumps. <laughs> Where's our bumps? A little free press. <laughs> They're listening to it. Okay, but. Dylan, you talk about the aqueducts. You know who built the aqueducts? Whom? The horse. Senator Clippity oh, is Clippity Clippity Cloppity built the aqueducts? <laughs> yes, it was it was Clippity Cloppity's idea, but Caligula was the one that followed through on it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I made this horse a senator as a joke, but this horse has some great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did some weird construction projects. Like he took a bunch of old Roman ships. And then he constructed a two-mile floating bridge across the Bay of Bali. And then he spent two days galloping back and forth on that bridge on his horse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just for no reason. He was just like, I think this will be fun. Let's do it. (laughs) Caligula was a tall, pale, and very hairy man. And so he made it a capital offense if you mention a goat in his presence. (laughs) Oh, no. That's not how you get people to stop making fun of you by making it illegal to say that he's like, I know what I look like. Don't say it. It is weird because apparently he also would accentuate his natural ugliness by practicing terrifying facial expressions in a mirror. So... This just sounds like you at this point. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I do love to scrunch my face up until it hurts. His goat face was probably, I I saw statues and it wasn't that bad, but that's a statue. Mm. What you gonna do, you know? I feel like those statues are all so super idealized. Oh yeah. If you're taking a photo for your Instagram model girlfriend, you're not going to show what she really likes because she'll kill you. (laughs) Right. Like a little departure. I was hearing that King Tut like death masks that's so famous, that sarcophagus that's all gilded in gold. It's just like this beautiful, perfect, symmetrical face. And then someone Uh was like, did the did the DNA test in research also based on the accounts of like what we know that like his parents were like fully siblings whose parents were like also siblings. I'm making that up, but lots of incest. They were yeah. like, here's a 3D recreation of what King Tut probably actually looked like. And it's straight up like the assistant from Frankenstein. What was his name? Freddie Mercury. Igor. It is Igor. <laughs> yeah, one eye's looking north, one eye's looking west. Yeah, like one <laughs> tooth <laughs> just sticks. Sticking out of these huge gums. Yes, I come in the my pyramid. He, he looked like he was trying to find his banjo. Right. And, and I feel like every one of King Tut's subjects was like, oh, yeah, he's hot. He's really good looking guy. Super hot. Here's his really hot Super sarcophagus. Hot. So if Caligula's people are like, he is known for being an ugly bitch. Like, he must have looked rough. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he made up for it by literally wallowing in luxury. He would roll around in piles of money and he would drink precious pearls dissolved in vinegar and probably coated with goat shit. (laughs) Hmm. You coat with goat before you dissolve. (laughs) That's kind of like a really luxurious cocktail idea that I'm into. Dissolved pearls? Yeah, you know what? I would give it a shot. 
but I don't find much value in pearls, you know. So all of this goat shit for energy stuff is reminding me that we originally discovered the effects of coffee because goat herders were like, man, after these goats eat this one kind of berry, they get super like excited and start jumping around and stuff. Uh, and I always figured mm. that guy probably just started eating those berries and was like, hey, this is a nice pick me up. But he probably started out by eating that goat shit and was like, man, this goat shit's giving me so much energy. What is it about goats that's got me psyched? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things where it's like, how did you figure that one out? Huh? Yeah. That is like human history in a nutshell. Like what? How bored were you? Like even that that birth control thing, like how did you find you ate that and then you had sex immediately afterwards and then you made sure that she wasn't pregnant? Like it takes a while to figure out you're pregnant, especially back then. So how the hell did they figure that out at all? Right. Yep. Well, Caligula. (laughs) (laughs) Caligula, he loved RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, He would dress as women a lot. Cool. Yeah. And the last thing I got about him, he was like, hey, everybody, come on. Let's get the army together and let's go take Britain. And so he's going to go conquer Britain. This guy, really? This guy thought that he could do that? (laughs) And he got the whole army over to the coast. But then he was like, okay, you guys, take off your helmets. You go in the ocean and uh, you pick up as many seashells as you can. And that was it. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, we won. (laughs) We got all the seashells. We beat you. We got the ocean. Take that, suckers. I've heard of ancient military leaders throwing a ring into the ocean and proclaiming it their wife. Who was that? I can't remember anymore, but it's happened multiple times throughout history with people in different ways. Like, there was one ancient general who sent his men out into the tide to whip at the water with their swords and whips as punishment. Like, how dare you defy (laughs) the ocean? That's so funny. What? Didn't we dump Osama in the ocean? (gasps) Barry, let's see. Which is so weird. Like, why? What's what's going on? What really happened? What's what's, what's the truth? Yeah. My favorite Caligula story was that there was a very bad fire that burned down a big old chunk of Rome. And they said that Caligula played the fiddle as Rome burned. And I know I've been trying to find the time to play more music because I used to be more in the music than I am now. And I got to respect that willingness to say, hey, you know what? No, I leave work at work and I take me time during me time and I'm going to practice my fiddle. He probably looked out his window and was like. Oh, thank God. Okay, so I don't have to. I don't have to take care of any of this anymore because it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, More fiddle time for me. Hey, Rome is solving itself. Clippitus, clappitus. <laughs> we got some me time. Best emperor ever. And then he patted himself on the back and he rode around in circles on his two-mile floaty bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so Caligula's lifestyle: live it or leave it. So it's we are Caligula in your example. Yes. We are Caligula. Yeah, that's a live it for me. I already have the AC pumping in the time machine, so I'm ready to go whenever you boys is. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, he sounds like a garbage trash bucket ruler, and now I really understand why the Romans couldn't get anyone to take them seriously, but I identify with it. <laughs> is that what and, happened? Uh, I'm, I'm going to live it as well. He sounds like he had a good time. All right. Okay. I uh, I did leave off the fact that he did have sex with his sister a lot. 
but you know that's not gonna no wait I can't say that's not gonna sway me what the fuck <laughs> 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 no, no, oh, no, no 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 that's not what I was trying to go oh, no, no, I was no, just no. gonna say ignore that part too oh. Oh, okay alright I guess I have to leave it now so oh, good right. luck guys <laughs> Well, this was a disastrous end to the podcast. This is Life Pilot Podcast, <laughs> the only podcast that abandons its frontier cities to be taken over by the Huns and the Goths and the Mongolians. We want to thank the aliens for the tech. We want to thank Romans for society. We want to thank Scott Davis for doing the music for the show. And if you want to be part of the show, you can always reach us at lifepileshow at gmail.com or give us a call and leave us a voicemail Yay! at 720. 720- Six six three eight one six three. We will play you on the air. So if that's your thing, if that's how you get off, do it. Okay. <laughs> but if you don't feel like writing in or you don't feel like leaving a voicemail, uh, you can do what Dylan's gonna say. That's right, Rylan. We are rolling out a new component of LifePile. If you are tweeting, sharing on Facebook or Instagram posts with the hashtag LifePile, we are randomly picking listeners now to give a little bit of personalized lifestyling advice. So this week, we're going to be giving personalized lifestyle advice to Mora, a listener who is sharing the show on Facebook. Mora, we want to thank you first of all. Mora, my customized lifestyle tip for you is to get into crystals. I've been a big fan of crystals for the past 26 years, and let me tell you, going to sleep, putting two in your nostrils, four in your ear holes, and uh, one in your lower back part where Rylan thinks your butthole is, (laughs) is a great way to improve your aura. Get that crystal lifestyle, girl. Thanks for listening. And Maura, it looks like you just had a birthday, so happy birthday! Ooh, happy B-Day from LifePile. I know that because I'm stalking your Facebook, by the way. I should also say at this point, you can follow us at LifePile Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah! If you want to catch me this week, I will be in the Coliseum fighting lions and also killing other humans for the entertainment of the masses. I know life might seem tough, and sometimes it feels like society's falling apart. But whenever things are troubling you, you can come down to the Coliseum and watch me battle people. So keep it chipper out there, everybody. And have some free bread. I'm also going to be down at the Coliseum this week, you guys. I am in ancient Rome, so we obviously don't have big gulps, but I do still have a 64-ounce goat dung energy drink called a Cloaca Maxima, and you better believe I'm <laughs> chugging that baby and riding them ponies around in a circle like nobody's business. See you there. Don't take too many of those, Dylan. I'm worried about your heart. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Uh, but for me, uh, if you want to catch me this week, I hear that uh, somebody, I'm not going to give out any names, but is going to light a fire in Rome. (laughs) And so I'm going to be out uh, playing a song for all you fire watchers uh, like myself uh, on my fiddle. And hopefully I can use my magical music to lure some of those rats out of the public toilets at the same time. So come on down. We got rats. We got fire. We got fiddle. (laughs) I do want to disclaim Ryland only knows how to play smoke on the water. So it's going to be that over and over and over. Bad timing. This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. (laughs) 